evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. It is Tuesday, April 4th, 1921. No, it's actually 2017. I hope everybody's well. We're doing the show uh, tonight on a Tuesday instead of our usual Wednesday. And we've got a great show. Author Ann Tucker is going to be here and she's going to discuss her new book that just came out called Undoubtedly Awesome, Your Own Personal Roadmap. From Doubt to Flow. And I've got, I went through the book and I've got lots of questions for her. And we're going to bring her on in a few minutes. Let's get started with the show and talk about what's going on in the whole Guys Guys world. Well, uh, and well, as you know, the Guys Guys brand, if you will, began with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's a story of two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. It's kind of about relationships and about love and about men and uh and it's got some spirituality in it also so it's like a rom-com that's about something we've got great reviews the book's available on amazon and all the e-tailers you can get the uh just went on sale for about 12 dollars and change on amazon uh recently a book club just picked it up so they're all going to read it and if you're in a tri-state area i do make it my business to do my very best to uh attend book clubs uh, where they read my book. So the team and the book club will kind of get together, discuss the book, and then I'll stop and kind of meet the author because, of course, I don't want to put them on the spot while they talk amongst themselves about the novel. But it's kind of fun, and I usually bring some T-shirts along and some bookmarks, and we have a good time. And I've done a uh, number of them, and it's always fantastic. So if you're in a tri-state area and you're interested in it, hit me up on Facebook um, Robert Manny author. I'm also on Twitter, uh, at Robert Manny. You can hit me up also on my website, robertmanny.com, where my weekly blog goes up and we'll be talking about the next post, which is a uh, uh, subject of our guys, guys guide this week. And, uh, we have some videos up on YouTube, Robert Manny author. And as you know, Blog Talk Radio is our uh, host for Guys Guys Radio, and this is our 214th, I believe, podcast. So we're going strong. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn Radio. And, of course, Blog Talk Radio. And I would ask if you want to support the show and support what I'm doing, which is doing my best to send a positive message where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Please go on to iTunes, subscribe to Block, uh, excuse me, subscribe to Guys Guys Radio, rate it and review it, and you'll uh, you'll be making a difference. I bootstrap this on my own. I do it because I love it. I love talking with these very fascinating guests that I have, and the brand and our reach continues to grow. Now I know most people, when they listen to a podcast, listen don't listen live. They listen whenever they want, which is fine. So you can download it. Everything's free. And you can subscribe on any of those formats. Um, just look up Guys Guys Radio and, or my name. Uh, let's see. What else is going on today? Uh, well, here in New York City, we're desperately uh, wanting to get into the good weather. We've gotten a couple of teases where we have a nice day. We had a lot of bad rainy weather. March was horrible. And uh, then April started off bad. And then we had like a nice day. And then today again, rain. And uh, tomorrow is supposed to be nice. So we're going through, we're doing that back and forth thing now, but we're going to get there. The buds are on the trees. Things will be blooming soon. And it's going to be a fantastic long, hot summer too, I believe. 
We've got tax day coming up, so I hope you've done your taxes. I have made it my business to file early. I already got my Fed money back. I'm waiting on New York State, which is a smaller amount, but I always have to wait for that. And uh, what else is happening? Okay, our president, now the the latest news there, as you've probably seen, is uh, he wants to cut. I saw him on television today, and he said he wants to cut 95% of all the rules and regulations, but still he's going to protect the environment and the water. I'm just wondering, if you cut all the rules, how do you protect the environment? What do you have in place to protect the environment and, re- and protect the water if you're cutting all the rules and regulations out? So we never get the detail on that, and that's what's troubling. I like the fact that he's pro-business, and I'm sure there's a lot of red tape. I know there's a lot of ta- red tape when you have a business, but we've got that there's a reason for some of the regulations when it comes to protecting citizens. So I think we have to be careful before we throw out the baby with the bathwater. And speaking of that, with the health healthcare, I think everybody had a sigh of relief when the latest bill got, got pulled about a week ago, but now because our president never loses, as he says, he's trying to conjure up something to get another run at it. Uh, to replace Obamacare. And I think it's like a personal thing. I, I just, my sense is, I'm sorry, because I know a lot of people like Trump out there and a lot of people don't. And I like the fact that he's a disruptor, but I don't like the fact that he's coming across as completely crazy. And some of the things he's doing, it's just, he's just doing a bunch of executive orders. He hasn't distanced himself from business. The whole Russian thing really smells bad. He's got his kids in the cabinet, basically running things. And it's just, and uh, I, I don't see him being presidential enough and up for the job personally. Disruption is good. Destruction is bad. Um, so we'll see what happens. He's also talking about, uh, and I'm a business guy. He's talking about tariffs. If you move your, if you move your company and build a plant in, let's say, Mexico, and you want to bring the products into the U.S., well, he says, okay, we're going to charge you 35%. Well, you know who's going to pay the 35%? It's not the companies, the consumer. The prices are going to go up. That's the problem when you get into tariffs. So we'll see what happens when he has uh, the head of China come in later this week. He had the head of Egypt, who's apparently a dictator, so Trump loved him. And now we've got uh, the head of China coming in this week and see what they have to talk about, whether it's about how to manage the North Korean situation, the nukes, or if it's about business and tariffs and the South China, the South China sea. And uh, let's see what he's made of Uh, fingers crossed because we have to root for the guy because he's, you know, it's in our own best interests, but he's just a tough guy to like Um just based on his prickly personality and a kind of thin skin. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about the guy's guy's guide for this week. And then I'll bring on our guest Ann Tucker. As you know, I do a weekly segment, which uh, usually reflects what my latest blog post is coming up, which is at Robert Manny, M A N N I.com. And uh, this week I wrote about um, staying sane because with all the crazy things going on, I mean, I think people are exhausted already whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or you like Trump or dislike him, everybody's exhausted and it's only April. And this guy hasn't even been in office for, uh, he hasn't even been in office for a hundred days yet. And with that, you also have the threat of, you know, 
North Korean nukes. You've got the health care costs that people are freaking out about. You've got GMOs in the food. You've got terror. Is all, the economy, joblessness, homelessness, crime. So all these things that the media is peppering us with because the media and kind of the powers that be love to keep the consumers on their back feet, on the defensive, worrying, 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 worrying. So I wrote a little piece about how to stay sane because people are getting really tired and they're working longer hours. They're not getting raises. It's really tough. And uh, so here's a couple of ideas, real quick hitters. Um, when things happen, when you really, things become too much, take a step back and breathe. That's number one. Do some short, learn how to do some breathing programs. You can get any, a whole bunch of them online. Learn how to do some deep breathing. Then if you're on the subway, you're on the bus, or even walking, get into a breathing rhythm where you can relax yourself. Also, Ease up on the social media. I know my, you know, when you get on those social media feeds, it's so easy to just be entranced by it and it just, it never stops. And it, I think it creates anxiety in people because they're always looking for the next thing. I mean, my feed, you know, one day it's the kitten who scared, scared off the alligator. And then it's a whole bunch of polarizing things about Trump. And then there's, then there's little baby stuff. Here's what I had lunch for lunch today. Uh, my fitness regime. And uh, all types of things. Now, I do a daily meme, and it's gotten great response. I do a guy's guy's meme. So if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, you can check my, my daily memes out. But uh, you want to pull back from the social media. You get off the feed now and then and step away from the, your computer and uh, turn off the news also. Because if you look at CNN and Fox you know, you can get scared. They just it's the, the news that they're showing usually isn't good. And it creates anxiety. And the same thing with a lot of the advertising. It's all about healthcare and banking and what happens if there's some type of chaos and calamity. What are you going to do? The pharma, pharma industry rolling out all these new medications that repress symptoms of one illness. And then you have to watch out about all these other side effects and credit card debt and everything else. So shut that stuff out. You know, you're alive. You're here. At the same time, get outside, change the mood. It's good to get out and get out in fresh air. And if you're out there, maybe you want to do a little exercise, whether it's a walk or run. If you're indoors, take a yoga class, take a spin class, stretching, cardio, free weights, something. Even some good sex is a good way to get some exercise and kind of get the stress out. I believe in meditation and affirmations. I, do, I wake up every morning and do some affirmations. I go to bed at night and do some more affirmations and kind of ask for some help in uh, seeing what I can learn while I'm asleep at night. And uh, I'm getting very lucid dreams. So I'm appreciative of that. And that's part of also uh, being appreciative of what we have and also appreciating creativity, appreciate art. You want to kind of relax your mind, get into some music, a novel, read a novel. People don't read books anymore. Wander through a museum, watch an indie film. You know, it doesn't have to be all superhero films or, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, and Kevin Hart movies. Uh, there's got to be, there's, there's more to that. And then you might want to create something on your own. Write, sew, paint, sing, sculpt, even if it's your body. Do something, create something. Engage with other people also. Talk to other people. 
It's okay. That's what we're here for, to communicate. And then last but not least, service. What can you do to help your fellow man live a better life? That's what it's all about. And that's what our brand, the Guys Guys brand, is all about. When men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better men, better world. So that's kind of our Guys Guys Guide for the week. You can check it out again on robertmanny.com. So we're going to bring out our guest in a moment. Okay, it's time to introduce our special guest for this week, Ann Tucker. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a recognized speaker. She's addressed audiences all over the world on the topics of leadership, personal transformation, decision-making, and the psychology of doubt. And she's the founder of a very popular website called Wisdom Soup, an online social learning community that speeds up serendipity by connecting people with similar interests in spirituality and personal growth. She's written this new book, Undoubtedly Awesome, and it's really about how you kind of shift your behavior and your decision-making from one of doubt into getting one in flow. And it's broken out in a very uh, methodical, and I say that in a good way, approach, which uh, teaches us what type of uh, kind of soul thinker, decision-maker you are, and then how you can work with that. So I've actually done a little work on myself. I'm going to run it by Anne. But let's, right now, let's bring on our special guest, author Anne Tucker. Good evening, Hello, Anne, and welcome nice to Guys Guys Radio. Hey, thank you so much. Com- well, thanks for coming on the show. I have to say, I really enjoyed reading about you and your book. And uh, I'd love to know for our audience um, why this book, why now, and what what do you think the problem is that you're solving with this? Sure. Yeah. Well, to me, the book was a natural extension of of um, what I learned and realized was, was really important as I was working as an executive coach and um, coaching executives mostly in technology firms. And I started to see these patterns emerge and I realized I had this access point, this way into understanding what was holding people back. And if I could work on this one access point, it was the most impactful thing that I could do. And that was how people made decisions, how they think and how they solve problems. And if you think about it, everything that you do starts with a decision, right? It determines everything that comes next. So in terms of one place where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck, well, this is it, decision-making. And it it impacts how we create in the world. So you really couldn't pick a a better place to focus if you're trying to figure out how to get more flow into your life. Now, do you think that people, uh, the issue is that people – have trouble making decisions or is is the issue more about that they doubt the decisions that they make? Do you know, it's, it's actually, if, if you think about it for yourself and if if your listeners think about it for themselves, they're going to have a good number of decisions that they feel great about, that they love, right? That that they feel like, Oh, they're, they're going to come out of that decision, feel like they aced it. But then there's also going to be a good number of decisions for some of us more than others where they don't feel that way, where maybe they never completed the decision. Maybe they're still in limbo or maybe they decided, but they're leaning out of the decision. They're feeling regret about it or they feel bad about it. And the big mystery is why is it that we love some of our decisions and why don't we feel that way about others? What's, what's the difference? Why does that happen? And a lot of times we think it's because there's one choice that's the best choice. And if we don't feel great about the decision, it's because we made a mistake, that we picked the wrong thing. And, and what I found is true is that that's not always the case. Most of the time it has a lot less to do with what you pick 
and a lot more to do with how you pick it. There's something in the way that you're choosing that determines whether or not you love your choices. Now, it sounds like what you're referring to is a kind of like the, the, one of the issues people have is kind of a buyer's remorse where they make a decision and then they start to second guess themselves. Is that is that kind of part of what you're describing? For some people, yeah. It, the way that doubt creeps into your decision process, so for some of us, it, it's going to be different depending on what I call your soul type. So, so each of us has a different way of making decisions. And that's, it's, it can be surprising for some people because I think we all assume that everyone thinks about problems in the same way that we do. But the truth is, is that everybody does it differently. We all have our own way of making decisions. And in my book, I describe seven different what I call soul types. And the reason I call it your soul type is because it, it isn't something that you learn or model from someone else. It's something that you're born with, that you come into the world thinking about problems in this way, solving problems in this way. And you do it your whole life. And each of us has our own pattern. And depending on the pattern that you use, and it's a process that you use, depending on the one that you use, that's going to determine where you're most susceptible to doubt. So some of us are going to experience doubt more on the back end, like you're describing, where you have regret. And other people are going to experience it more on the front end of the decision, where they can't decide between options and they'll get really you know, wound up and, and confused before they decide. And that, that differentiation is going to depend on your soul type. Now, do people, um, when you're looking at this paradigm, do people make do they have a different methodology for making different types of decisions? For instance, you know, you decide on who your partner mm -hmm. is, whether to get married or not. Is that like one yeah. process versus you're deciding on a job change or moving uh, where you live? Uh, is there, is, or do you fall into a box where you're this type of decision maker? At, in general, most of your decisions are going to be made using your predominant soul type, the, the, your preferred way of making decisions. And that could be something as simple as what muffin you're going to choose for breakfast, or it could be something as big as who you're going to marry. So we, we, you come into the problem through, essentially through the same door every time. And that changes. The, the times in which that can change is that um, we can learn to adapt. We can learn to adopt some of the traits of other soul types is that as you grow or as you're, say, for example, you're put into a job that where you're required to say that normally you're a slower decision maker and you're in a job where you have to be really fast on your feet, well, you can stretch yourself and take on some of the traits of a different soul type. So in those cases, you, you may find yourself stepping outside your box and doing it differently. Or if it's a situation where you have a lot of fear around the topic, that might change how you make decisions. So if it's, for example, a lot of us have more fear around financial issues or mm -hmm. around uh, health or safety. So if it's something that's going to affect those topics, you might find that you're, you're, the way that you normally make decisions is, is shifted a little bit, that you're a little, you know, holding on a little tighter than you normally would. But in general, your style is your style, and you're going to use it, and it, it, sometimes you're going to have a more expanded process, and sometimes you're going to have a more contracted process. But the big difference you'll note is, is when those decisions go great, it's because you're using your own specific decision process effectively. And when they go poorly, when you end up feeling bad about the decision, it's because the, the process didn't work. Is that there was something in it that let you down, that you didn't follow your process the way you normally did, and doubt came in and got the better of you. Let's talk a little bit about um, the, the first part of the book. You break the book up into four, looks like four 
four or five sections. The first type is yeah. uh, the, the identifying your soul type and the decision-making mm-hmm. process. Could you talk to us a little bit about just a quick overview on what are the different soul types? I did mine, and I want to throw that at you, and then I'll ask you some questions about that. You can use me as a mini case study. Yeah, you bet. And I think I already know yours, so we'll see if I got you right. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so <there> great. Are, <laughs> so there are seven different soul types. And the way I like to think about it is that, is that if you imagine every problem as a seven-sided shape, and each side has a different door that leads into it, each of us has mm-hmm. one key to one of those doors. Right, And that's our preferred access point into any problems. Whenever you're faced with a problem, you're going to go to that door that you're best at getting into, and that's going to be the way that you attack the problem. And it, it is a gift. That particular access point that you have into the problem is a skill that you have that you are better at than everybody else. So it's something that's really important to know because it's, it's incredibly useful. It gives you a perspective, a way of, of coming into the problem that's really, really beneficial. Um, okay. So, and I can group the different soul types according to how they solve the problem, solve problems. So the first two soul types are more focused on figuring out solutions. And the first is what I call the optimizing soul type. And I can give you a quick rundown if you want. Yeah, um, please. Okay, the optimizing soul type they are focused on um, coming up with innovative solutions. They combine things that are existing. They combine them in new and unexpected ways. So any of the words that start with the letter R-E, rethink, redesign, reimagine, reconfigure, remodel, all of those words where they're, where they're coming up with an out-of-the-box solution, that's what your optimize, optimizing soul does. Um, and so their decision process reflects that. And here's an interesting thing is that, and it's hard to say which one is the chicken and which one is the egg. Your decision process enables the skill that you have, the way that you solve problems. And is it, is it, I don't know if it's because your, your skill causes you to make decisions this way or if the fact that you make decisions this way enables your talent. I don't know which one comes first, but the two are, are directly connected. So the way that, that an optimizing soul makes decisions um, helps them to jump ahead to living in a future state much faster than anyone else. They tend to get an idea and they fall in love with that idea and they're immediately projected forward and they can see it in their head as if it's already existing. So they're, they sort of live in this future state and that helps them to, to bring these ideas into reality, right? Because they're not struggling with that comparison mm-hmm. stuff that we, the rest of us do at the beginning of a decision. Um, the, the second soul type I call the learning style, and they're also focused on figuring out solutions, but they do it differently. Rather than having these sort of inspired ideas, the learning soul type is, is there the, the real, well, they're all smart, but the learning soul is the ones we can think of as traditionally smart. They are the, the, the analytic ones, the rational ones, and they have the ability to stay open-minded and neutral on a decision longer than any other soul type. So they're the ones that are going to be really able to detach from the emotions involved in a decision and to really come up with the, the, the best decision, to be the most logical, the most analytical. So they are, they love that, that feeling of learning, of mastery, of really going deep on a subject. So that's the skill that they bring is that ability to really weigh the options and to see things with a, a real clarity. Um, so that's how they are coming up with their solution mm-hmm. and coming up, figuring out the problem. Um, the next two soul types are focused on a different aspect of the problem, which is figuring out the plan. They're the ones that are going to be the big planners. 
And the first one is the efficient soul type. And the efficient soul type is like a chess player. They are able to stay at that 30,000-foot level and look down at the problem, and they're focused on what is the most efficient path to success. So they're going to look at all of the figures on the board, every, all of the resources that they have available to them, and they're going to figure out how to deploy them, how to use them to the most efficient effect in order to get to where they want to go as quickly as possible, focused on action. How can I do this fast? And the, in contrast, the, uh, the other person, the other soul type that's also focused on saving up a plan is what I call the coaching style. And rather than focused on resources, the coaching style is focused on people. And they are focused on how can I get the most out of people. So these are your people developers. When a coaching, coaching soul looks at you, what they see is what is absolutely best about you. And they reflect that back to you. So when you're, when you're talking to a coaching soul, you literally, you, you see in their eyes the way that you wish you were, the, the best person, the best version of you that you can be. And it inspires you to live up to that. So they make amazing managers, amazing people developers. Um, the next one is uh, focused on the problem of getting everybody aligned around the problem, getting us all moving in the same direction. And that's our expressive soul types. And they are focused on, on how do I uh, communicate and get everybody bought into um, a common vision, right, a common purpose. And they are the great storytellers, the unifiers. So they're phenomenal with, um, with um, metaphors, with um, story that help to, uh, to make sense of whatever sort of sacrifices or hard work we're all having to do in order to, to complete a particular goal. Um, and so they essentially, they're the voice for the rest of us. They can, they find a way of speaking the truth that the rest of us feel, but can't articulate. They're able to say it for us, to put words together for us. Um, and the last two are focused on getting us moving. So that that last stage of the problem. So now we've got, we've got a solution, we've got a plan, we're all aligned behind it. Now we have to get moving. And so these last two soul types are focused on that aspect of the problem. And the first is the experimenting soul. And they are very action-driven and what they're looking for is when they find a problem, they have the ability to look at all of the data and to be able to, to glean what are the two or three things that really matter here. And that's all they pay attention to. And then they immediately come up with what's a likely plan of action, and they're often moving, and they don't have a full plan. They experiment along the way. They're constantly adapting and adjusting as they go and looking for, okay, is this the right solution, or is it better to turn left or better to turn right? So they're constantly experimenting and adapting. So they're able to turn on a dime. They're amazing in an emergency. And the gift that they bring is momentum. They, get, they can get us go from a full stop. They can go to 60 miles an hour in a heartbeat. So they bring that gift of momentum. Mm -hmm. And the final one is the collaborative soul type. And they are, uh, their gift is to uh, bring everybody together. They're inclusive. They are the ones that, that um, uh, are focused on how do we get everybody else bought into this decision and following along or coming along with the choice. So they're inclusive. And they are focused on ideas that raise all boats with a rising tide. So that's a brief synopsis of the seven different styles. Now, uh, Anne, do you find that um, – I know you're an executive coach. You know, I come from the world of business, uh, 30 years in yeah. marketing and advertising. And um, I have a lot of respect for people who have been doing it a long time. I mean, today there's a lot of – there's coaches for everything today. There's almost more coaches yeah. than people doing stuff. Uh, but do you find <laughs> that <laughs> – so, and it's weird, the people you find who are coaches. Um, 
But anyhow, uh, I really have a respect for the real pros because it, it's, it's very valuable commodity, and particularly for business. Um, do yeah. you find that these soul types that you described are more mm-hmm. compatible for business leadership and business decision-making versus personal decision-making? Because it seems a lot of them are how you interact with other people, leadership almost. It- do you know, it, it is, it certainly like I've always used this model at work, working with executives, but the, mm-hmm. but the truth is, is that it is equally applicable in your personal life. And it's fascinating to me to find, um, uh, looking at soul type, looking at who people marry and what are the relationships between that. So, so frequently you'll find that people will marry their opposite soul type, the one that they're supposed to have the most conflict with. Um, Mm -hmm. or you'll find that all of their friends are one particular soul type. So it absolutely factors in. Um, You'll also find that people tend to want to work with uh, the same soul type as themselves, which makes sense because they're solving problems. They want to, they want it. They're going to be most compatible with people who solve problems the same way that they do, or it feels most comfortable to them. So in terms of our, our relationships, the dynamics we have with people, soul type absolutely factors in and it, it, in understanding it and knowing knowing the different soul types can be hugely helpful. It's like having a, a secret decoder ring that gives you this, mm-hmm. this information that helps yeah. you understand things that, that were invisible before. No, well, it makes perf- perfect sense. Just from a, uh, well, I want to talk about a couple of individuals that people recognize and you can tell us what soul type there are, but from my own personal experience in business, I, I think, I think I made and make decisions differently in business than personally. Because when I'm in business, I, you can usually, I'm a good problem solver. I can look at what's going on, figure out how mm-hmm. do you simplify a complex situation. And I've been on the client side and the agency side, so it takes a different skill set. Yeah. But I'm a get-it-done type of person. So I always found that the, most, the biggest challenge was getting everybody on board. Um, because mm-hmm. you, usually I didn't find a, the problem solving was easy, dealing with people. Uh, to get your way of thinking across was sometimes more difficult. And I guess, correct me if I'm wrong, that I would be the, uh, I wrote it down here, the uh, efficiency, the efficient soul. Is that true? Could be. Well, why don't we go through this, the, the quiz together? It's, it's three questions, and it'll tell okay. us at the end of it which soul type you are. Um, so in general, I'm guessing that you make decisions faster than other people do. Would you agree and with my, that? And for business. Yes. Personally, I, I can make a decision personally, but I have a yeah. tendency not to let go of things fast enough. Okay. So I don't okay. know if that impacts so in the, um No, because I think it, it is that it's all still consistent. So we can get more into that. But I think okay. that so faster than average. Um, then in general, um, do you tend to, uh, when you're telling someone about things, do you tend to stick to the facts and the details or do you talk about how it affects you personally? Uh, no, I, I keep myself out of it. Just the fact. When is the business? The facts. Here's what. Here's what we have to do, and let's let's find a way to do it, and then let's do it. Well, okay. Well, how about on your radio show? Do you do you talk about your own personal experience? Yes. Or do you keep it just to the subject? No. No. Uh, on the radio yes. show, as we're doing now, I bring myself in because it's my little playground, and I deal with so many really smart people like yourself. So I'm getting, I'm getting an education from all my guests, yeah. regardless of the category. And I'm smart enough to know that I'm getting a, an education and very appreciative. <laughs> so 
I also think it's a pretty for, good trick uh, you got going there. That's, it that's is. clever. And I, you know, I have psychics on. I'm like, tell me what's happening. Uh, or mediums, but uh, I always get a little bit of advice, which is uh, I yeah. figure that's uh, you know the host prerogative, I call it. But um, right, right. I think for my quote unquote guys guys brand, uh, I think people. I'm a regular guy on a spiritual quest, le- leading a regular life. So I have to yeah. include some personal aspects of wh- why I feel the way I do about things because right. it adds to authenticity. And uh, yeah, I, it's not BS, but it's authenticity because people want to know who you are. They want to know a little right. bit about you. You don't want to preach, but you want to do a little bit of storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So then um, I don't the think that it works. Okay. Well, that's okay. It, 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 it's still, we're still on track here. So okay. the, um, the last question is, in general, are you more focused on and do you enjoy most finding new solutions or communicating and influencing? Both, I have to say. I, I like to find yeah. a solution when it's a business, but I like to communicate and doing what I'm doing now. I like to communicate and influence. I'm doing my right. very best. to. I believe that, you know, we have to be in service. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the ways everybody has to find their way of being in service, uh, whether it's yes. picking up trash in the street or working in a soup kitchen or being a volunteer and something else. My thing is like, I want to do this show to send a positive message out there. And I believe that, you know, one person, I believe in consciousness that we're all connected and yeah. the power of positive consciousness is uh, has a uh, ripple effect where we can influence yeah. a lot of things going on. And it's been proven yeah. where you have a group of people who pray together or think about uh, meditate on world peace, that good things can happen when you put out the right intention. So I think everybody needs to, everybody can be and needs to be in service. So uh, I, I know I danced around a little bit, but I hope that answers your question. A hundred percent. And, and I want to show, you know, how your answer just absolutely plays into my hand. So, okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, so you are what I would call the expressive soul. And what that means is out of all the soul types, you are the most influential, um, the most persuasive. So, and, and if you think about the, and it does mean bringing in, you know, more of that, of that um, yourself into the, into the story or into the explanation. But I love how, when you were just telling me about the radio show and what it meant to you, it was all around purpose. It was around this idea that, you know, that the, the larger whole and what does it mean to everyone? Because that's what truly motivates the expressive soul is this idea of being part of something larger than ourselves, this, this greater consciousness or, or, but it can also be a crusade or, or whatever purpose it is that, that ignites you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what truly motivates the expressive soul. That's what's going to make you do what you do. Um, but, but that gift, that gift of being able to persuade, of being able to bring people along with, with what your ideas, with what your purpose is, um, is, the, is the gift that you bring. And what's interesting is that if, if in your life you end up in a role where you can't exercise that gift, it can be really frustrating. It can be really unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. So as a radio host, you are in the perfect place. <laughs> just got to keep uh, increasing the audience so how do i make decisions about what to do with this uh with my uh, expressiveness for my uh let's call it my personal brand if you will because i want to i want the reach to get this positive message out there and the reason the reason being of course you know i want to be able to take care of my family and everything but the other thing is mm-hmm. 
I, I, the, the guys, guys movement, if you will, is really about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins and better men, better world. And yeah. what I see is women are making uh, great strides and they always have been doing wonderful things and they're finally getting a little bit of recognition. There's a lot more that has to yeah. happen. Men on the other yeah. hand are in the crosshairs where you have millennials, yeah. the guys are caught between the MMA and manscaping. And then you have the <laughs> boomer guys are, are a lot of, I have a lot of boomer male friends and they define themselves yeah. by their job and their money. And they are, I like a lot of them. I hate to say it, are going 80 miles an hour and heading towards the cliff. And uh, it's a really hard group to get to. The millennial guys uh, in my audience, I have millennial men, but older guys, they're like, they they all think they know everything. And I'm not here to (laughs) preach, but, you know, if you've been through, you know, if you've looked into the abyss, Mm-hmm. then you know it, how important it is to take care of yourself and how to, uh, that you need to address the causes of things versus just suppressing the symptoms. Yes, absolutely. So. That's, no, I think you're, I, I absolutely relate to what you're saying. And I have seen that with, I think it's, it's a challenge. Like I, I agree with you. It's a wonderful thing now that we are getting more balance and that women are having their time in the sun, but what about the men? And, and it's tough because what is it, what is it to be a man now? And it's confusing. And I think mm-hmm. um, people like you who can put that into words, who can create a narrative that makes sense for men um, are incredibly valuable. So that's where I would say to, to focus your energy, to focus your gifts is, is coming up with a way of, of explaining it, of coming up with a, uh, with a, a story that helps mm-hmm. men to make sense of what it is to be a man today. And, and that would be a, a great use of your gifts and something that you are particularly natural at doing. Um, and then in terms of, of increasing your, your reach, um, but probably the, the challenge that you probably run into is um, that your decision-making is probably um, very fast. I imagine that you may even in some cases be slightly impulsive. And mm-hmm. impulsive isn't a bad thing. I don't mean that. It, like, it, it, a lot of times it gets it's used true. in a negative way to think of as uh, like kids blurting out in classroom or addiction problems. It's yep. not. Impulsiveness is actually um, has major strengths attached to it. And what it really means is that you have a stronger connection to your emotions than the rest of us do, which is how you're able to figure out where the drama is in a story. It's how you're able to, to resonate with other people's emotions so strongly is because you are connected to your own more strongly. But emotions are fast, so it makes your decision-making really fast. But where that's going to get you into trouble when you're coming up with how to grow your business is in uh, consistency, is, is the thing that's going to be hard for you is momentum. Is how do you keep the momentum going on a particular yes. initiative? Because yep. you probably feel like, like you're a little bit like a toggle switch. You're either 100% on or 100% off. Um, and it can be hard to, to keep it going when, uh, if, there, if there's a lag in the momentum. Does that make sense to you? That makes perfect sense. I, th- I think what I always remind myself is don't focus on the outcome. Focus on the work and just be consistent. Yeah. Somebody once said to me, actually yeah. a creative in advertising said, you know, he reminded me, I think Woody Allen originally said it, and I don't know where he got it from, but, you know, showing up is 80% of the game. Just keep yes. doing it. 
And, you know, when I looked exactly. up, uh, I, I, I did the, the first podcast on a, on a lark. I just thought that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I always really like to listen to the radio and I'm like, I could do that. And I really didn't have any training. And I worked with a partner, a woman, and uh, we had like a call in thing and was just dating stuff. And then uh, she went off to do a different business. And I was like, do I do the show tonight or not? And I'm like, do it. And uh, that was 204 podcasts ago. And now I think I managed to, I just show up and figure, okay, how do I ask these questions? How do I get through a book really quickly? How do I, you know, how do I make a connection with every one of my guests? How do do I set up a platform for the show where, you know, it's not Howard Stern and it's not Charlie Rose. And I, I want to, I want my guests to be able to promote their work. And because I always bring yeah. people on who are doing good things like yourself. So I'm sorry to get off the subject because I want to keep going with your book. But I guess we are talking about it because you're using Absolutely. me as an example of a decision making mm-hmm. type. And I really appreciate yeah. that. And uh, I think that uh, you could you probably do amazingly well in business because there's so many leaders in business who don't either have the time or take the time to realize what type of decision maker they are and how they can be better at what they do. And I'm sure you're an incredible help to them. And this book will be incredible helpful to them also. It's true. It, it is, it's amazing how it's something that we all do every day. We assume that, that it's just the way that it's done and that everybody does it the same way that we do, that it's like breathing, that we all do it. But the truth is, is that, and so because it's something that you've been doing since you were little, it's usually completely invisible to us. But once you see it, it's amazing. It's like you can't unsee it again. It's like all of a sudden you learn a language and what was used to be just gibberish to you is now information. And you start mm-hmm. to be able to see yourself and know, okay, this is how I, this is how I make choices. This is my process. And you'll know when you're on track, when it's going great, and you'll know when you're, when you're starting to get off track. You'll know when doubt's starting to creep in and when you're going down the wrong path. And, it's, and you'll know what to do to fix it. So, so we, and then the other big thing is you'll start to see where you can add the most value, right, where you're going to be most successful. So it, it is hugely helpful. So in the same way with, as we're looking at your business, and looking at, okay, well, here's where it's going to be hard for you, but here's the gift that you really need to exercise. Here's the thing that, that is important that you do because this is you know, part of the service that you can give to the world is to help mm-hmm. men make sense of this really confusing time. It's really needed. And your voice, your ability to create a story around that would be so useful, so helpful to so many people. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I think it well, is. Thank you. Um, it, yeah, I think it's you, helpful. What you're saying is super helpful to me right now. I, I, you know, because you do this stuff and you need, you need somebody to look at what you're doing objectively. And even because I'm so close to what I'm doing and so close to myself, I got my, I got my soul type wrong. And you, you nailed it. And when you went through why, I was like, man, she's right. She's right. So let's talk about a couple of famous people just uh, to sure. paint a picture for our audience. So let's take. Yeah. Donald Trump and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Give us the types for this. Sure. Season. Sure. Okay. So um, Barack Obama is a collaborative style and um, he is, 
the way you know that is you look at look at what his look what what he was focused on during his administration. What he cared about were solutions that raised all boats in a rising tide, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the healthcare. Look at everything that he did, and his whole way of being was the collaborative style. Is actually when you meet people who have this soul type, um, they are. Um, what I would consider to be the most connected to source. They, they in, in any group, they are at the middle of that group, not in an authoritative way, but in the, the way of being the, the, the heart, the heart center of the group, if you know what I mean. They draw people yep. in with that kind of magnetism. It's like a love that they carry, and it's really compelling. <laughs> and Obama has that in spades, right? Um, yeah, and and same yeah, very charismatic, and then also looking at – and then the other thing that, that is really distinctive about the collaborative style is they're always stretching themselves, always reaching for trying to be better, trying to reach for the best solution, the best the best that they can be, the best that others can be. So they're always trying to extend and to, to reach for greater solutions, but then they want to reach up and they want to bring everybody along with them. So they're really focused on, on how can I make the world better for everybody. Um, okay. And very, very inclusive. So they're going to be, you know, talking about trying to reach across the table and trying to bring other people in, trying to draw. So the way that he reached in and brought in, brought in um, uh, so many people into his campaign, you know, that his whole grassroots campaign was a very collaborative, uh, soul type move <laughs> is that he didn't go through the established mm-hmm. channels. He drew in all these, you know, usually unreached parts of, of uh, unreached demographics and drew them into his campaign. Yep. So, um, all right, and so you said Donald Trump? Yeah, let's do Trump. Is that the we other one? Skip, yeah, <laughs> we can skip Hillary because okay. uh, let's just do okay. Trump. Yeah, so Trump is a uh, efficient style, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure because, honestly, um, I tend to ignore things that are very troubling to me. <laughs> so, so I have I've just kind of stayed out of the whole politics stuff and I would peg him as an efficient style. Um, and, but the thing is, is that keep in mind that with every soul type that there are an infinite number of aspects to make up a personality. And when you look at, you can, you can talk to another person with the exact same soul type as you and they um, may like totally different things from you. They may seem totally different from you because personalities are complex things, right? We're made up of a bunch of different factors. Yep. But what I'm looking at is just one tiny little thing, and it's how do you think and solve problems? And what I'm looking at with Trump is how does he, how does he make decisions? And he's, he, is, he tends to go for uh, things that are fast, Right. And he wants to go for things that are going to make a strategic difference. So he tends to be uh, to not have a ton of emotional engagement in whether or not the thing he chooses is the, is the outcome that he, he's focused on his own self. Or not. He's, you know, he doesn't want to lose, but right. he doesn't care if it's a wall or if it's a health care bill or if it's that part's less important to him. <laughs> And that part sure. of being the efficient style is, is that is that looking at the chessboard and saying, OK, where can I win? And not really caring about which piece you lose. It's yeah, where I can I get the advantage? Yeah. I think you're so spot on because I was thinking about him with this healthcare thing. Where now he had what he promised everybody with, you know, if you have a pre-existing condition and you're not going to lose the mm-hmm. premiums, are going to go down and all this stuff. And then what they served up was not that at all. And then, yeah. um, then, it, then they had to pull it. And now he's getting together with the uh, whatever the Tea Party's called now, but. And kind of just changing things. And it seems like, yeah. and this is what's troubling about him is that, you know, 
he's, it doesn't, I don't think he gives a heck about what's going to be in that health care bill as long <laughs> as he passes the bill. And that's, that's what I think a lot of people who are circumspect think. They're like, it's, does this guy care about people or is it just all about his id? And that's a very frightening yeah. thing when, because the, the, the amount of power that the president of the United States has, as do the CEOs of major corporations that I'm sure you deal with, mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. Uh, out of kilter in terms of what the balance should be. Because now you get presidents right. in there and the same thing with CEOs. They come in and they, they change everything. I know from my yeah. background, you know, marketing, you come in, you get a new marketing guy on the client side, six months, he's going to look for a new agency. After six months, he's going to hire a new agency. Then he gets a year. Right. After a year, right. he better have his plan in place. And if the plan succeeds, then he stays. And if not, he's going to be looking for another job. And that's that's how yeah. the world is now. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, how do you manage that in your business? And in your, uh, I also want you to talk a little bit about um, Wisdom Soup also before we wrap it up. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and that is one thing I was going to say about, about Trump and him being the efficient style is to understand that, that, like I said, there are um, uh, in every walk of life, you will find every soul type and every personality type, you will find every soul type that, um, that the same things that we're talking about here with Trump about his does he care about a particular, you know, about the people or is it just about winning? But, but also then look at, um, you know, uh, an efficient, an efficient style, they have the ability to, to be that sort of father figure, to be the leader, to be, you know, they can be incredibly charismatic and dynamic because frequently they know the path forward and they're usually right. So it's, it's a very dynamic soul type. Um, but then you layer in all the different elements of personality to make up a whole person. So, um, so anyways, it's, it's important to understand that the one piece we're focusing in on is how do people think and solve problems and not personality overall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wisdom soup. So, Tell us a little bit about your website and then where everybody yeah. can find your book. And again, for the, our audience, uh, Skies Guys Radio, our special guest is Ann Tucker and her book is undoubtedly awesome. Your own personal roadmap from doubt to flow, which I, I imagine flow, you mean, um, uh, alignment. Yeah, basically it's it's how do you how do you get into that space where everything is sort of working easily for you, where everything's going mm-hmm. in your favor favor and you don't mm-hmm. experience resistance. Um and that you know, it's actually too bad. I wish we had had time to go into um love specifically, because I know that your your show focuses on that a lot. And uh, I think it's so interesting to look at how this, this way of looking at soul types plays out in the romantic world. So in the romantic, why don't we do a uh, Let's let's do a separate show. I'll hit you up, uh, uh, you know, on social media, and we'll set a date. And you come back, and let's do something if you can think about it. How your yeah. paradigm works for relationships and for love. How about that? You bet. I think that would be really okay. fun. I'd love it. I'd okay. love it. So let me tell you briefly. If people want to find out their soul type, they can actually do it for free on my website, which is undoubtedlyawesome.com. It's the same as the title of the book, www.undoubtedlyawesome.com. And there's a free survey they can take, and it's got the three questions. And in three questions, it'll give them uh, a brief recap of their soul type and a little bit of information about it that is different from what's in the book. So even if you buy the book, go back and take the survey. 
because you'll get some other information that's pretty interesting uh, about yourself and how you how you make choices. So, and from the website, you can also, of course, get the book. Um, and Wisdom Soup, Wisdom Soup is an online social learning community, and uh, it is actually we're opening up enrollment in a couple weeks here, and it offers a five-step process to speed up serendipity. So, over a 12-month period, we're going to take people through a whole process that that helps to speed up their own awakening. Fantastic. I, I didn't get a chance to uh, check that part of your business out yet, but I'm going to tomorrow. So uh, I think it's a great idea what you're doing there. And I think the book's terrific. I think it's really great for business people. I think people, personal people have to process it and think about it uh, also. Um, but I think it can work for any type of problem solving, problem solving because one of the real challenges is people are in the state of doubt, particularly in today's culture. Mm-hmm. And there's a fear is an overarching, as I mentioned in my little guys, guys, guide segment, um, how to stay sane. A lot of it's based on the fact that if you, if you too, if you're too plugged in, you know, you're going to be hit over the head with fear, whether it's to yeah. have buy products or just to be terrified. So you don't, uh, start, you know, having a revolution or whatever, but we're really <laughs> fear is like, and, and people are afraid. And uh, we have to help them, Anne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting. There's a section in my book where I talk about what happens to your natural soul-type decision-making style when you're experiencing fear. And it actually changes mm-hmm. how you behave. It changes how you think um, and really contracts you, contracts what you do. So it, it, is, it, it prevents you in many cases from being able to express what's best about you, from being able to express your mm-hmm. gifts. Well, I, I have to tell you, I think you're terrific, and I love how you've kind of blended the practical uh, you know, business aspect of decision-making into personal decisions, and also the fact that there's an underpinning of, ali- uh, underpinning of spirituality and alignment in your work, and I picked that up from going through it. So congratulations, you're doing fantastic things. And as I said, I'm going to invite you back on the show. We'll do something about relationships and love. And I wish you all the best. And I thank you for being our special guest on Guys Guys Radio. Sounds great. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. Okay, and take care. Thanks so much. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That's our show for this evening again. And Tucker has been our guest. Undoubtedly awesome is the name of her book. Um, we're going to be back next week at our regular time and date. We're going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern on uh, next Wednesday. And our special guest is we're going to, we're in the, going to stay in the wellness area a little more. And we have a special guest that I found online. Her name is Dawn Crystal, and she's a sound healer. And she's going to do some sound healing exercises on the radio, on the, our podcast. And uh, hopefully they'll help out. I went to her website got in touch with her, found her fascinating. And sound healing is really a hot new area in terms of wellness. So be interesting for all of us to learn about it together. So anyhow, I hope to see you then. And in the interim, it's springtime. Cheer up. Enjoy life. We only go around the track once. And remember, you know, never quit because success is just, you know, it's failure turned inside out. And uh, right around the corner can be something very special for you. So don't quit. Hang in there and remember that guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>